What's going on, guys? This is your boy, Crimson Black. It's your girl, Rain. And Outlaw. Yeah, yeah, we back. Uh, currently, Damien is being a, a good little boy and <laughs> bettering himself and being a responsible person. So we salute him for that. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Clap them cheeks. Hey. Clap them cheeks. It's not the same without Damien, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. We know when he'll hear this, he will clap cheeks in solidarity. Anyway. <laughs> so last week, we guys were discussing and letting you know about all the shenanigans that we were dealing with because of a certain podcast called Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, hashtag FWNYC. And guess what? We back again. Yes, sir. We are back again, not caring. And guess what? We are still here's the thing. So here's the thing with the music industry and kind of how a lot of this shit works. So me, Rain, and Drago were having a conversation earlier. And a lot of people don't really understand how certain award shows and how certain genres actually are and work and exist. Music is kind of my background for like the longest and everything I've ever done. So I, I decided we should go ahead and have a little conversation about that and kind of give a little insight. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, explain what started the conversation and we'll kind of go from there and we'll just branch out. All right, so um, we were all talking about Billie Eilish and how my whole thing was she, I thought at first she should be, she be, she should be considered a pop artist mm -hmm. because uh, at the MA, she won favorite alternative rock artist. And I, me thinking that rock is just, you know, heavy guitars and everything, I don't think that's Billy's sound. But Crimson explained to me and Drago that pop is just sort for popular music. Yes. It's not really a, it's really a thing in everybody's imagination. It's not really a, a genre yeah, so of music. So when it comes to pop in general, whatever anybody's genre is, will have a ceiling. As soon as it surpasses that ceiling, they will be considered pop mm -hmm. because it is just popular, mm -hmm. which is why- um, Michael Jackson, you said was king of pop because, yeah, because his, his, his he's name just was the Henry. most popular motherfucker on yeah. the planet. Like, go nowhere you can go anywhere across the world, start moonwalking and, or start playing Michael Jackson in general and everybody know exactly what the fuck you're referring to. It's just that deep when it comes to the music. So if you go into any kind of situation, and I know you have a lovely rant that I would lo I loved listening to when we were both deploy outlaw about how a lot of country artists are just pop stars now instead of actually being country artists. Of course they are. Because of the fact that they are trying to do what everybody else is doing and get more eyes on them. So what happens in the music industry is anytime they see something working, and this is just business in general, this doesn't specifically speak to music it's uh entertainment it's consoles it's video games it's movies whatever is working everybody essentially pushes to try to do that so because of the fact that there is a specific beat style tempo and vibe to a song 20,000 different artists are all going to try to replicate it because of the fact that they're going to try to replicate their that success with that same feel which is why you don't really hear a lot of live music in songs nowadays is all electronic it's all uh high production 
uh, high energy, that type of feel because that's what's working right now. That's what everybody's listening to. So it is what makes the most money. And that's where you get your uh, Demi Lovato, your Selena Gomez, because they, yes. make, they make what everybody else makes. Exactly, but Selena Gomez is a reggaeton artist. She is not uh, really anything else, but she has a lot of songs that are circulating currently that falls under that. Like uh, Camila Cabello, she started off as R&B artist, mm -hmm. ended up dropping that shit, went into her own R&B. Now she does a lot of Latin music, but because of the fact that it's her name and her the quality that she brings to it, it be, yeah. it breaks that threshold a lot. And unfortunately, all of those songs that break the threshold all sound the exact same. They all have the same fucking beat to them. It doesn't matter what genre you're in, whether it's rock, alt rock, hip hop, country, they all have the same underlying beat to it. And because of the fact that they go, oh, this sounds familiar, uh, subconsciously they listen to it for longer. And that's why every everybody's people are like everything on the radio sounds the same. Exactly, because they're not lying. Everything on the radio legitimately does sound the same. Or just that, the old adage that the three chord songs mm -hmm. are all your major hit songs. Yeah. Basically, three chords that make up all of your number one hit songs. Mm -hmm. And I, I couldn't tell you the three chords, but I saw. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. So there's take? three and there's four. So okay. the yeah, the four chords I know off the top of my head. I don't know the three. I think it's E, A, and D for the three because that's everything from turning page to hey, um, what's the name of that song? Uh, hey, now you're a rock star. As long you look like, yeah, I cannot remember the name of that song, but yeah, they're all the same chords but for the four chords is literally uh oh it's name all-star bet okay anyway um the actual uh, four chords are g e a and d or g f a and c and they they're vary. all it's legitimately all the same ones it goes from everything from john legend to adele to queen they all those same underlying four chords and they're trying to do that to essentially bring their own twist to something that feels familiar yeah. so that they can uh, bring in shit. Listen to it. Mm -hmm. And that's where popular music comes from. Exactly. Now how does that work with the artists that are categorized as pop artists? Like what really are they? They're whatever. So the whole thing when it comes to genres in general is you have a base building block. Mm -hmm. for what kind of music you want to make. That is what the genre is. So for anybody who has a specific style when it comes to uh, how they make their music, mm -hmm. that is where the subgenres come in. So if somebody has, for example, a very specific sound that they want to replicate or are inspired by, for example, uh, Johnny Cash and Outlaw Country, they will have a very specific building block and whatever they kind of add to it will dictate what kind of subgenre they're going to be a part of. And once they do all of that, that's where you dictate what artist they are. For example, the most popular, like arguably, uh, artist currently is Beyonce. She is an R&B artist, but you will not see any of her stuff in R&B because of the fact that she surpassed that kind of uh, yeah. glass ceiling for R&B. You were talking about that earlier. You also gave examples of Neo, how Neo yeah. and John Legend, they mm -hmm. surpassed They surpassed all of that. So they can do whatever they want at this point. Mm -hmm. So yeah. There's not really many genres or artists that 
have people that do that though, which is interesting. Because that, of the that fact are able that, to do what they want, that are broken down. Well, it's there. not even a, able to do what they want. It's more of a, because a lot of artists are doing what they want. Yeah. But it's a, uh, you would think that certain with certain people with as wide of a net as a grab would be able to do that. Because mm. two people I like to kind of toss up when it comes to that. And this is from somebody who doesn't listen to country music at all. Kane Brown and Luke Combs two people who still grab a lot of people's attention and the fact that I even know who those people are say a lot because <laughs> that's just not the music I listen to but I, I know a fair amount of both of their songs because of how uh, how talented they are when it comes to uh, how they perform now the whole metric of when you're officially a quote-unquote pop artist is kind of out there though there's not really a legitimate say on hey hominus dominus you're officially a pop star like <laughs> it's not really unfortunately how that works which it'd be kind of easier to tell if somebody was like on that ceiling or not because you'll never be able to really understand because johnny cash is a pop star but his whole thing is outlaw country um well he's not anymore though he was. Yeah, that's what I mean in general. Okay, so so I guess but I guess to me, you know when they hit they've hit that pop star status when they start filling football stadiums that are meant for millions of people. Yeah. Like Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift being one of those country artists that started off country yeah. and became pop. a pop star. Yeah. But she didn't just stay country and was pop. She absolutely switched her whole genre mm -hmm. to what was working. Exactly. So she like, works for her. she is one of those specific people where she has that building block, which was the country, which was the whole live sound, live instruments, which she still tries to stick to. But uh, it's it's more so because of the fact that she's trying to be so much like so different. She doesn't really fall into a lot of stuff anymore, mm -hmm. which isn't a bad thing, but. So there is, is there like is there like an alternative country subgenre like how they have all for everything else? I've never heard of anybody reference alternative country. You've got outlaw country. You've got uh, southern rock, mm -hmm. which is a, a form. Um, I guess if you really want to look at it, nowadays most nowadays country almost would be alternative. In my yeah. opinion, because it's not the traditional. Exactly, it's it's not your you know your Waylon Jennings, your Johnny Cash, mm -hmm. or even your Alan Jackson, George Strait. Yeah, that's all very traditional country music. It had live guitars, it had banjos, it had fiddles. That's classic country. Now it's we've got uh, you know electric guitars, which mm -hmm. is fine. You can have an electric guitar. But then they took the banjos out. They've taken the fiddles completely out. Yeah. They only throw them in for like very specific, specific songs. Specific songs, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the, the Grammy noms for uh, the category of country music. It's very, very small. So I think it's like four categories, which is what shows like the CMAs before, where they get more, you know, into the subcategories and everything else. Yeah. But what's interesting about the Grammys specifically is the fact that a lot of things will have its own like overall category. Like hip hop and rap has its own category. Um, mm -hmm. Rock has its own category. 
category altogether. Hop has its own category, which it should because of the fact that um, it's just of all of the people who have broken that threshold, these are the people who we vote as the best. Dance and electronic music has its own, but yeah. that's because they have so many subgenres <laughs> that you can't just kind of pile all those together. Mm -hmm. And at the uh, end of the day, they still only have two awards. I think rock has at least uh, six. Pop has four, but it's really fair. They really only need that. Let's see, Rock has one, two, three, four. Oh, no, they only have four, too. So when all of that becomes a thing, oh, no, 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 she would fall under. So alternative is actually its own full genre now. Alternative rock? No, 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 not alternative rock. Just alternative. alternative is its own thing now. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. Now that so, would make more sense. Yeah, because you got Bon Iver, James Blake, Vampire Weekend, which a lot of people don't even feel is rock anymore, so it makes sense that they put all of those guys there. Right. So and Taylor would actually fall under that category yeah. so if she Billy. wasn't in the pop category. Yeah. And that's why at the AMAs, they nominated her for uh, Taylor. You said it was Taylor, Ariana, and Billy for favorite alternative pop artists. No, 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 it was oh, pop rock. Oh. They bundled everything from pop artists and rock artists. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Which is where I'm like, eh, I think they should should still keep all of that separate. But it's a it's a time crunch thing. Yeah. Because there's already so many awards they have to go to, like go through. They have no choice but to bundle all that shit. Well, and you're getting to the point now where it's the the. Grammys and the Oscars and all these other award shows, they don't show you half the awards they give out anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Because all, all the unimportant awards they'll do in between commercial breaks because they mm -hmm. have so many stupid commercial breaks. Because exactly. someone's got to pay for this <laughs> grandiose, <laughs> grandiose idea that they have. How the Grammys just covering the, the, the uh, categories that are listed here is like a good three and a half, four hours. Exactly. Yeah. That, well. the, Oscars <laughs> is a long, the Oscars is a long show, longer it's than like There are 84 awards. <laughs> That can go out in the Oscars. Christ. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Well, it, it's all kind of ridiculous, honestly. Halfway through the Oscars, well, I, I get why the Grammys exist. I don't get why it's televised. Because the Grammys is legitimately a show for the people behind the scenes. It has yeah. like it has something to do with the people who are writing the songs and actually performing the songs and laying the track down. But more yes. so, but the majority the of the awards and the prestige come from like how an entire shit is produced and engineered. Yeah, just, just looking at just looking at this, well, this comparing people, the producers, the mixers, the list, everybody. You I, already I guess, I guess it's so that they can finally have like their time in a limelight. Exactly. You wouldn't care that some producer got a Grammy for his work with this artist because in a month you're not even gonna remember that he and that artist going hand in hand. Like, yeah. yeah. You, you won't know, but because we as an American society have worshipped the TV for the last 40 years now, if it's on TV, maybe you'll remember it. Maybe you'll get a little bit more notoriety. Yeah, I, I guess that's the thing. And being able to say how many Grammys you've worked on, like as a producer, to being able to pull in more than artists themselves, yeah, I can, I can see that. But, I don't know, it's... It's weird because of the fact that the Grammys specifically are all voted on just people inside the music industry, like the record labels, the producers, the engineers, songwriters, all of that shit. So you can't really bring in, and it's really hard for people not to feel like people are getting snubbed 
because everybody's always gonna feel like somebody's getting snubbed in the Grammys because they're just like, well, we like this person more, but it's not about y'all, it's about the actual people in the industry. That's where the Grammys come from. It's why they feel that like it's the most prestigious because out of all of the people in their internal community, they, uh, their people all feel like that they're the best at this certain thing. And which is why, like, I remember the artist you were telling me about was saying, fuck the CMAs because he got people's choice. Yeah, well, and the, the CMAs are the exact same way. They're, it's the CMA is voted on by uh, all the artists and all the people in the industry and it's mm -hmm. sent to a committee and then, like, they get the final vote. Yeah. Right. And it, it's a super political game and it always has been. I'm sure it's the same way that with the Grammys and mm -hmm. most other most other award shows. That's why a lot of the artists uh, who actually care about what they do, they don't mm -hmm. care if they win a TMA. It's nice, it looks good, but from what I have seen, artists like Toby Keith, he values his People's Choice Award so much higher than mm -hmm. any CMA award he, he could have got. Yeah, a lot of them, a lot of artists are like that too because of the fact that they're like, well, y'all are the people I'm doing this for anyway, and you guys are all saying that I am the best and I deserve all of this. That's where all of the they get that kind of self fulfillment from. Whereas all the other awards are more so more so about who's behind the scenes. Yeah. About you know with the artists. So. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, like I do believe that producers, engineers, masters, if all of those guys should get credit. Yeah. They should get recognition for something. Yeah. It's out them. Exactly. Like there's so many people who like work tirelessly to make somebody they don't really know all that well sounds so great. Good. If, if you were to go, if you, for anybody that's listening right now, if you were to go on the Grammy website and look at the people behind all these names, you, you really just look at it like your favorite star, your favorite singer, whatever, really just laid down vocals. Uh -huh. Because the songwriter wrote it, the producers and the engineers and the mixers and the masters just made sure it was perfect at the end of the day. Yeah. For example, uh, Seven Rings by Ariana Grande, that's going to be everywhere in the Grammys, but she, yeah. she's not even song. like listed for songwriter no, she's in that not. thing. So if that not. song wins anything, it's she gets nothing. <laughs> I mean, the name of it is that, it. Yeah. It used to be when the Grammys first became a thing, mm -hmm. if you were the singer, you were the songwriter, and you were the producer. So at yeah. one point, when you got that Grammy, you were getting it. For everything, yeah. That's, it was, not a, that's not really a thing it's, anymore. It's not, because the industry's changed. It's like 10 we, different people under one song. Exactly. Just we, we've gone to the point where our singers can't write songs or yeah. don't want to write songs. They either don't have the time because they're constantly on tour or... They just don't feel like or they, it. Or they, they don't have the creative ability. Not everybody, not everybody has that creative mind. I know yeah. I couldn't write fucking lyrics to a song. <laughs> not about to try. But they can't sing a song either, but that's what's up. Maybe I'll be the guy in the background fucking playing with knobs and switches. But yeah, that's what a lot of, that's what a lot of people do. Like, when they have just that albeit love for music, they A, don't. They wouldn't mind being behind Yeah, they don't. Is there more money being behind the scenes? Yes. So much more money being behind the scenes. Which is why, like, a lot of people were kind of indifferent about awards in, in the first place because it didn't really matter. Like, at the end of the day, they're still getting their paycheck. Yeah. Because you make more money being a producer than you will ever make being a uh, actual performer. Because more people come to you to make those hit songs. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So you can be the one singing that one hit, or you can be the one person producing like ten. Yep. That that one person can flop at any point in time. Yeah. But as a producer, you still got like five more waiting just mm-hmm. to get back to for a beat or something. Exactly. Just to keep rolling with it. Yeah. Which is probably why that industry is so cutthroat right now, because it's really hard to be an engineer because everybody that you're going out to producer wise is all going to just be like well fuck you i'm putting my name on it and there's really nothing you can do about it in certain situations because there was a guy that's actually out of north carolina who was under mike will he's currently suing him because everything that he's done in the past three and a half years was his and mike will just put his name on it and he made all the money but people are so like prove something like that exactly that's the issue because of the fact that it's under his little production circle and it's his uh tagline on the front he doesn't really have anything outside of uh, archived uh archived workstations that's about it and so a lot of of it's still under like his name and his software that he was using he still can't be can't really build a solid case to be like, all right, this is what proves I did all of this because it has Mike Will's name on everything. You think some of these uh, some of these noms, especially for what category is this? Record of the year. Some of them mm-hmm. are up there because of whose name is in the credits for you know production and songwriting. Uh, what do you mean? Like uh, for her, if anybody knows her, she's an R and B artist, H E R, and one of the people that's credited. For production on her record is Rodney Darkchild Jenkins, who's oh, yeah, a yeah. very prominent producer. Yeah. And that's going up against Seven Rings by Ariana and Bad Guy by Billy, but production well, I wise, feel like so it's a popularity contest when it comes to certain stuff because yeah. yeah, they listen to all of the big shit, but a lot of the little shit they won't. So they will go after names that they recognize. Gotcha. But and something like Record of the Year, they're probably going to listen to the actual song first. Album of the year? No. They'll probably just go ahead and vote on whatever like kind of pops out at them. Cause I'm sorry for all of y'all who think Lil Lil Nas X is gonna get album of the year. No, he is not. <laughs> I said that as soon as I get saw it. He is yeah. not getting it's that. It's not gonna happen. No, like, sir. The song, it, it wasn't even. He said it's it's an EP. First of all, he even said it himself. This shit only has seven songs. It's an EP. So how did he even get up there for album of the year? Because like. Just cause Old Town Road. I don't, I don't like, know. Possibly. So anytime <laughs> okay. a song gets up there, the album always gets up there just cause. Yeah, well, yeah. Every it single is, time. It is a, the so, song with Diamond the other day, so, okay. Yeah, think about it like this. Seven Rings is up for, uh... Seven Rings is up for Seven Rings Record up of the Year. Record of the Year. And the album is so up for... So album of the Year is gonna be up, next. too. Yeah. Uh, Bad Guy is up for Record of the Year. Her album is up there next. Uh, let's see. Hard Place. And the same with her album. Like, yeah. I think Norman all of them are both, well, except uh, for Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey isn't up for a record of the year, but she is in an album of the year. Yeah, and Sunflower is up for record of the year, but not for album of the year. So it's like is that very, very situational. I don't, I don't believe so. But even if it is, this will be the first time that uh, a soundtrack song broke the ceiling to be a legitimate number one song. Yeah, Sunflower was hit. Because Sunflower was everywhere. And it's it's just a song from a Spider-Man movie. I love it. It's interesting that like a movie (laughs) song can just do that, but that's the power in in general. So Sunflower is, again, it's one of those songs that kind of breaks the ceiling. But it's. I mean, shit. If you've heard some flowers, it's a good little song. 
Yeah, it is. And it's, and it's under pop. It's under best pop duo performance. So I'll give it that. If anything, I'll give it that. If, if anything, if you don't know nothing else, it could at least get that. Best pop duo performance. Well, again, it's a popularity contest. Yeah, so a, lot of, a lot of these people the are campaigning. Yeah. A lot of these people are campaigning. Right it's now, the Oscars. Isn't the people Grammys campaign heavy for that stuff. You said what? The Grammys are in February, so yes. right now it's like one of the, where everybody's putting out their shit to let the you know the Academy know look for your consideration. You. For your consideration for this award. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see uh, Igor is in there too. I think it's for album of the year by Tyler the Creator. That ain't. <laughs> I think it's an album. Igor isn't for album of the year. It is for I think it was under it's something under hip hop. I can't remember. But I, I think it's uh hold on. You keep going. I'm gonna look for it. But yeah, that, that's the one of those, in that a lot category. of those is you have who you want to win, who you like best, and all of that. Right. But that's not what the Grammys are about. That's not what any of these quote-unquote uh, closed-door voting is about. It's really for everybody in the background. It really is. But genres in, are just so vast now that it's really hard to place any of that shit. Because there's a fuck ton of subgenres in everything. You got a fuck ton of subgenres in R&B, you got a fuck ton of subgenres in hip hop, you got a, a good little set of genres in rap, you got a good little section of uh, subgenres and even uh, new age and classical, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't even know new age was a thing. I don't know what that is, but it's up there. Yeah. It's up there. And uh, Igor is up for best rap album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, yeah. Meek Mill is up there. I did not expect that I'm gonna be up there. So good yeah, but again, it has nothing to do with how popular something is in our world. It's what everybody like backstage in those closed doors are listening to. What your favorite artist's favorite artist is. Yeah. Revenge of the Dreamers 3 is up there. That I expected. That was a good album. It had a lot of fucking people in it. Yeah. Maybe they just released the deluxe version of it. Crazy. I mean, it, it's it's interesting. So I, I do have a quick question for you, Ella, because I feel like you will be uh, more of a pronounced person on this. When it comes to like roots music, like bluegrass and all of that stuff, where exactly does that fall under? Because I've never really known. So interesting enough, you started talking about subgenres of all the different categories. So mm -hmm. I decided, you know, I actually looked up some genres of country. Yeah. So I just did. Bluegrass is actually considered a subgenre of country. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I don't typically agree with that. I feel like bluegrass should be its own thing. Uh huh. Just because there's an entire awards show just, just for bluegrass. bluegrass players. Um, but yeah, so bluegrass falls under uh, country, outlaw country, roots rock, country rock, country rap. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Blue country blues uh -huh. falls under country. They've got Texas country, rockabilly, uh, which we probably don't see much anymore. And then they've got cowboy. Pop. Is, is rockabilly more uh, like kid rock style? Uh, it's more like a there was like a time in like the '60s and '70s where they were where country music was more intertwined with rock. I guess kid rock nowadays would be the equivalent of it. Okay. Uh, but like your Elvis. Elvis every now and again, he would do yeah, a country-esque type song, and everyone would be like, well, what genre do you put it in? Rockabilly. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah. And shit like that is why country has their own awards show because it's a lot going into that. It's a lot of detailing and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a ton. So for the category for the for the genres that don't have their own um, award shows, those artists that are listed as alternative people under those categories or listed in those subgenres, they just get like forgotten about. Or do if they do I get nominated for an award, it's because it's going under the big umbrella. Well, yeah, alternative being its own thing, I believe is fine. And having all of the subgenres for alternative be like your alt rock, alt country, alt uh, anything like that. Mm -hmm. Because we're starting to get to the point to where everybody has their own style and wants to do certain things that's so, uh, so vastly different that you can't really put it under that anyway. Like, uh, what we were talking about earlier, Taylor Swift with country, we uh, were talking about earlier with LMA when it came to R&B, like, she does her stuff so differently, you can't really put it under that either. So, having alternative as its main genre and putting the subgenres under it, kind of, I think it would probably actually help them a lot more because of the fact that you don't ever have to worry about, like I was telling you earlier, if they just did a blanket statement for uh, best rock album, put up a heavy metal album, a fucking regular classic rock album, and an alternative rock album, whoever wins, everyone's angry. Yeah, you said people No matter rock. what. If the heavy metal wins, the metal heads are happy, everybody was like, but that's not rock though, that's metal. If you just do the classic rock, then the heavy metal heads and the all rock guys go, but it's the same shit that everybody's been doing this entire time, of course it will win. And if the alternative rock people wins, they're just gonna be like, that's not real rock. So no matter what happens, oh, yeah. everyone's angry. Yeah. Nobody wins. So like giving all of the alternative positions their own kind of blanket umbrella and I feel metal should have I think metal does have its own but being able to do shit like that right. makes it easier for everybody to actually get that because of the fact that at the end of the day sometimes with just popularity alone you're just not gonna win when it comes to like people's choice and stuff like that mm -hmm. because of the fact that I don't feel like there's that many like legitimate metal artists that are out right now that are like all of doing stuff. I don't really know, but there are there. We just don't travel into in the circles that hear about it. That's, they're not. That's also fair. I don't believe that any of them will ever actually reach that pop genre yeah. where they become popular music. Uh, I think the only ones that even started in metal that kind of just uh, drop metal all together just to become just regular rock to kind of break that threshold is been sevenfold. We, you've had them. They dropped the metal uh, fire death punch. Yeah, they went. They were going for a heavy metal theme, and then they got pretty static. They got a lot of static from the metal community that, hey, y'all aren't really metal, you should just go ahead and drop that label. So they mm -hmm. did, they were like, fine, we'll just go back to rock. So they just dipped their toes in metal elements and kind of bridge those people in because there, there's an audience for everything. Exactly. But outside of that, like, you got Death Angel, Iververa, Kill Switch, Engage, and Tool, and that's really it. And everyone knows Tool. If they don't know the music, they know Tool exists. 
so it's one of those issues where if you put all of that shit into like kind of a blanket statement it won't really work all that well because they'll they'll just go for what they know and what they've heard of and say they should win people aren't just gonna People don't search out for music anymore, I don't think. No, which is hilarious because we have in the internet. You can find yeah. you can find your specific kind of music, no matter what it is. It could be the absolute hardest core death metal in the world. You can find it. It's on the mm-hmm. internet, I promise you. Or you could go for some of the softest, most classic rock, soft rock that you could ever find. Yeah. And it's out there. But if it's not on the radio, I feel like most people just don't even look for it anymore. Yeah. It's weird. Like, the internet in general, like, when it comes to music, mm-hmm. has made it so easy to look for anything with no effort. But people have gotten lazier when it comes to it. Like, if it doesn't pop up on their, uh, if it doesn't just pop up on their Pandora or Spotify radio station, nine times out of ten, they won't even, like, know what it is to even, like, keep it and listen to it again because you hear a song on the radio how often do you ever see people oh my god what is this song or even like use the Shazam feature uh, that like I think every cell phone has now where you just go hey what's this song and it'll tell you people don't even do that anymore and if it just isn't already up on their phone they just don't really care it's like oh yeah i've heard this before but won't really go out of their way to go find it well that that's a segue for a whole other conversation because that's not just with music that's the internet with everything yeah i mean can you imagine you're in mark twain's era and he had to walk like 30 miles to get to a bookstore (laughs) spend five cents the money he hard-earned to get books and we've got billions of books right here at our fingertips. Yeah. How many people and actually don't read? read a Nobody <laughs> reads. But like I said, that's a segue into the whole internet problem for another day. Yeah. We'll put a pin yeah. in that one. <laughs> well, on that bombshell, we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to follow all of our social media pages at PowerTripOP. That is P-W-E-R-T-R-I-P-O-P, capital P-T-N-O, on all, on all websites. Words are hard. Facebook, Twitter, and <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to check out all of our stuff at, like me personally, at Crimson Black PTO on everything. You can follow Outlaw at PTO Outlaw on. Right now, I've got a. I'm setting up Instagram, and I will get a Facebook page for myself here soon. Make sure you guys uh, find his Twitch channel too. He's going to be streaming a lot of league stuff. That's right. It's going to be fun. It's going to be absolutely fun. Uh, and be sure to check out Rain on her social media and her music projects. Yes, Speaking of sir. music, so go ahead and plug yourself real quick. Uh, so you guys can follow me on Instagram at Rain Can't Rap or Rain Can Trap, whatever floats your boat. R E I G N C A N T R A P. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Bet, 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 bet. Thank you for letting us indulge ourselves once again and in the spirit of Drago. Make your may your flame burn eternal and all those random shenanigans that he says. <laughs> until we just ruin the joke for him because he's trying to be serious and we're just clowns. But yeah. that's that's besides the point. I still have it those last two episodes. Yeah, it's been fun. It, it's, it's been fun. Yeah. It's been fun. So at the end of the day, we hope you guys enjoyed. Clap them cheeks. Clap. Clap them cheeks. And we will see you guys on Friday.